Welcome, welcome. This is uh, Big Conversations by Ordinary People Podcast. This is episode four. My name is Kenneth. I'll be your host and I'll be co-hosting with Mark, David and Debbie. Welcome guys to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome Huntington and Debbie. (laughs) So today we are going to talk about feminism. Feminism. Yes, feminism. Feminism is a big topic in my opinion. Uh, I feel like it's uh, it's one of those identities that people assume to be opportunistic. Definitely. Yeah. Feminism is something I feel like is so misunderstood and um, it's abused, for lack of a better word. People take advantage mm-hmm. of the whole situation, more so with the, um, how should I call them, the people coming up, funding different um, groups and words. So everyone claims to be a feminist to get what they can get. So I think, um, are you really feminist at the end of the day or are you just doing it for what you want, you know? Yeah, maybe to you, who is a feminist? How would you define a feminist? Well, first of all, I did not say that I'm a feminist. Yeah, I mean, how would you define a feminist? Oh, just for the record, it's not that I am not a feminist. Like, I don't deny, no accept. I'm yet to answer that. But you have to choose a side, though. Yeah, but I'm okay. not yet ready to give you that information. Okay. I'll share later on my strong beliefs. Okay. But, um, like I said, it's poorly misunderstood. So to me, a feminist, um, let me um, use Beyonce as um, an example. I mean, mm-hmm. we have seen the way she does her music. There was that album she released with um, all women doing the band, the sound, mm-hmm. the dancers, like empowering women for the right reasons. You know, some say standing up for equal rights and, you know, bringing the woman on the same level as a man. And that, however, with this um, with this new generation of um people coming up, you know, people say people claim if I'm a feminist, at some point I don't have to do the things I used to do. This is going to be such a bad example, but let me use that um an example of a Muganda woman, you know, the way we are raised as um women, culture wise, you mm-hmm. know, as much as there's the formal education and everything, we still have that culture which defines who we are. Just like in any other place out there, people have their different cultures, and we must stay true to them because this is what makes us different, right? So as Baganda women at home, we are raised, we kneel for the man, or we cook for the man, we do all these things for a man. Um, that's just it, you know? It doesn't mean that um, we're not as worthy, we're not as something like that. You know, this is just how we're brought up, and it's okay because every culture has its different opinions, some yeah. stand, some, you know, so, but with people promoting feminism and everything, like how can a man, how can a woman kneel? No, 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 you can't do that. I'm you know. I think that is where that is where the the problem comes in. My understanding, people have, like you have said, there's a whole misunderstanding of feminism and what. And me, I'm not saying there's a misunderstanding of feminism because I know how feminism is. For me, I'm saying simply. To my understanding, and I think generally how feminism came about, is the advocation of human rights. Okay. And what? And um, they want to probably uh, sort of like abolish or take out, how do they call it? Sexism and yeah. discrimination against mm. women and that simple. So feminism has nothing to do with culture. The other time, we, we, you, you guys, I don't know if you saw on social media, mm. the tweet about um, Winnie Bianima and the husband that stirred up almost the whole internet and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So that's what David is talking about. Feminism has nothing to do First, with culture. First, please tweet. I don't. I'm not on social media, so. I... Okay. The thing is, this is what happened. Um, Doctor Chizabesije had a girl, not had a girl knelt for Doctor Chizabesije. Probably they were greeting mm-hmm. him or they were handing him something. So the, the same way people do from seven. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So um, that that um, that how that that picture was captured. And was put on social media. So Winnie Bianima, I think number one, Winnie Bianima, number one, um, I don't want to say number one feminist, I'm just saying, Winnie Bianima, one of the people, or I know, is a feminist or is an advocate for the human rights. Was attacked because of. No, came out against that. Oh, okay. Uh, against the husband, and not like against the husband, she was condemning the act that women should not kneel. And it so happened that that was what she was referring to, that women should not kneel. Was there actually a bill passed at that time? I remember when it blew up all over the internet and everything. So that's the same thing I was trying to talk about, yeah? 
um fine we are trying to be equal to the man but let's not just overdo uh, it you know yeah uh, so i'm going to pitch it right now and i <laughs> I, I think i agree with well slightly i, I tilt towards the opinions you guys are sharing but i i'm going to first of all say that most people when you bring up a conversation like feminism they rush to say what it should not be right uh, they rush to say No, the reason why people rush to what it is not be, I think it is simply because, first of all, everyone is entitled to their opinion and they have one. But I think why people rush to what it should not be is because at the end of the day, everything is being distorted. So if you say, if, if you say that um, you should not kneel, like what we're talking about that tweet, that we should not kneel for our husbands or for the man and the woman should not kneel and things like that, that had nothing to do with our what? That, had, that has nothing to do with our culture. Yeah yeah so because no, I think you're diluting our culture when you say okay. something. Like oh yeah that. so 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 no what 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 I want to to put feminism in context yeah mm. to feminism in context is uh, the way cultures evolved from uh, whatever we evolved from if uh, Darwin was right if he came from if you know once upon a time our ancestor was the same as monkeys what was was uh, at least from human society as we as it's mostly recorded from mes- from the fossils uh, there was the gatherer and the hunter right so yeah. the woman stayed at home to gather and raise the children while they are still kids the same way you see how most of uh, the primates live in wildlife right yeah and this was a sort of distribution of labor right so the man can go and look for the protein which is easily got from hunting and the woman stays at home and they gather the fruits and so then they have a balanced diet right mm. but as society grows some of these roles don't change right so you find that uh, my grandfather for example would go to Kampala to look for money uh, my grandfather lived in Fiji yeah but would go to Kampala to look for money and my grandmother would stay and cook and raise the kids right and they were okay with that setting yeah mm. uh, and now they sort of like and, and this is like a recent generation yeah this is not like far far this is two generations from me it's not far away from uh from Mumbai Mm. and and uh what sort of feminism comes up and i don't know what time it comes up but feminism comes up especially in the west when women start to realize that the country is being built around men mm. right so since the men contribute a lot to the economy and the women are contributing a lot to to the family the country is ignoring their input as family contributors yeah mm-hmm. and so women up women start standing up because uh, for example in countries like the united states and i think even europe uh, women start voting way after men have started voting uh, women start getting accepted to stand up for leadership roles within society way after men have started standing up and that has sort of uh, that led to they inevitably led to to the revolution right mm-hmm. that why you know the question is why what can women do that uh sort of men cannot do yeah? yeah and and that is fundamentally what the feminism revolution was yeah and if you look say today where i think for example and i'm go- and I, i'm going to say this is the one last good thing i'll ever say about Museveni one of the things Museveni did very well is empowering women in this country yeah mm. uh sort of uh, i know kagame in, in Rwanda there is uh it's almost 50-50 Yes. in in parliament but here in in Uganda we have say for example in parliament we have seats that are reserved specifically for women that men cannot contest for uh there is a lot of empowerment that has happened which i think is not empowering uh okay we, we can yeah we can sort of get to a conversation of whether that is empowering women or not uh but uh politically uh, sort of there move, move, uh the steps that have been taken that clearly want to let the girl child or the woman catch up within sort of the political social status that they claim the man is yeah and and the argument that you guys are, that you two guys are making is what happens when the way forward for the feminism movement which is mostly western collides with uh, local culture right exactly. if uh, for example because in US or Europe women are not supposed to kneel what happens when kneeling is sort of uh, a statement of submission in Europe but kneeling in buganda is a statement of respect yeah mm-hmm. is a statement of feminine respect you know mm-hmm. when i was a kid i used to kneel yeah i had to be told now your man stop kneeling right. which is sort of a masculine statement yeah you you you're a man now and men don't kneel but my sisters don't kneel to me no one sisters kneel to them 
but a woman kneels to the wife. A woman kneels to the, to the husband. I think we'll talk about that in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a woman kneels to, to, to the husband as a statement of respect. This is a culture. And this is not required. This is usually also, this usually happens. It's very rare today to see families where uh, women actually kneel to their husbands. Yeah? Apart from Kwanjula, apart from like real ceremonies where mm. it's a formal thing and you have to like make, yeah, a form. it's the same thing as Japan where you have to bow. It's also equally as, well, I mean, Japan, it's everyone bows, but yeah. it's also sort of equal as submissive. I think the whole thing is finding the right balance. You know, when culture is coming from this direction and the Western culture, our African culture is in one direction, and then the Western culture is also coming from a different direction, we need to find a place where the two live in harmony because one can easily overstep the other and it doesn't work out. Um, I'm going to give an example back then about um, families. I, I like using um, Asbaganda people as an example because I've been in the village growing up. I've seen things happen, so I really seen things firsthand. Um, in their defense, back then, uh, the Baganda men, you know, you have, um, let's say, five children. You have um, two men and then three girls, right? Two boys and three girls. So ideally, back then, when a girl would reach maybe 13 years, she gets married off. Okay? Now, it's up to the husband to take care of her. But as a man, you are going to start your own family. You get That's why back then, actually, when a man, when the, when our grandfathers had money, they would actually educate only the the men, yeah. So the girl, you stay there, why? Because actually, even looking at, at it in the way, sometimes when they try to educate the girl, she gets pregnant in like P seven, P six. That's if she has even tried. So in their defense, it was more of a waste of money because back then, um, strategically, it was the best. Exactly. Yeah. So some did it for the right reasons, some for the wrong reason. But anyway, the whole bus. That's how mm-hmm. it went. So now, coming up, when education, the Western culture was coming up on us, people got more informed. So some parents realized, my girl is actually bright as the boy, or even more bright. I think actually you can even see in some families, it's mostly the boys who can only drive cars because it's a mm-hmm. man, the women mm-hmm. don't know mm-hmm. anything, something like that. Yeah, I know in Saudi Arabia, it has, it's until recently, women were not allowed by law to drive. To drive. Exactly, yeah. Now, um... When that came up, and then education, we remember the education of the girl child mm-hmm. when the whole Uganda, yeah? So when that, um, how should I say it? When that advocacy came in and everything, so now the girl childs are going to school. Now imagine you have your girl and a boy in the same class, let's say P5. They go all right to P7, and the girl does better than the boy. You know? Makes you question yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe my girl can actually do something more than the boy. And in most cases, um, Coming from back then, the guys would feel entitled to... They don't really work as much because they know they're going to get the things. You know, culture-wise, the firstborn, the boys, the hair to everything. So it kind of squeezed up the girl child as well. So she came up. And with the advocacy and everything, girls were able to also get an education. So then they came to a realization, fine, I've gone to school, but I feel like I can do more. Yeah. Something like civil engineering. When I when I got done with my... um. um S6. I had good grades. They gave me civil engineering at um, Makere. Now, my dad told me, you can't do this. This is a man's work. Can you believe that? <laughs> okay, so but I think, I, think I, I, I had something. Um, while we are talking about how um, feminism as maybe that started from the West is distorting our culture and things like that. I want us to go back to what Kenneth said about maybe the fundamentals of feminism and how it actually started. Mm. And in particular, I want to look at what at the rights of the women. This is where this happens. You see, um, where they want to say, because someone, I think it was Debbie that mentioned, when you want, maybe the feminists are now looking at it that, you know what? It has men. It has let women be equal to the men. We're not saying that's a problem. Yeah. But me, in my opinion, when a woman comes and says, "I want to be equal to you, and I want us to do the same things," you can do my job. I can do your job. You can run. I can run. You can. You can get a PhD. You can lead the country. I can also lead the country. But before you, before you come in, but my question is, if you are going to be equal to the men, then there are some of the things that we have to eliminate. I will not open the door for you. Don't look at me funny. That's one. Mm-hmm. Then two, when it comes to like you, 
um, good she talked about our unit system. You know how they add girls a point 1. or something? 5. Yes, 1.5. Yeah. So you have come here, first of all, you have some girls, have, like they said, some girls are, are brighter. So a girl has 20 points now, maximum, and then they are giving you 1.5 mm-hmm. and things like that. So, which takes me back to the issue of the rights. A right does not necessarily say that, you know what, you have to be equal to this person. Mm. Ideally, there are certain things. Yes, you can be equal to me, but as a man, you have to do your thing. As a woman, you have to do your thing. And no, let's not fight so much about it. That's the same thing I was saying. We have to find the perfect balance between the two. That's yeah. right. Yeah, <coughs> because um, some people, especially, um, like I said, the female organizations or different people who actually make a profit from this behind the closed doors, they push it even further. You know, instead of staying true to the agenda... Everything becomes about competition. Everything, why can't a female be a taxi conductor? Why okay. can't a female be, like, you know? That, that, that is very, very disappointing. But um, to go back first, um, when you talk about the system, it also takes me back to what Kenneth had talked about, the president um, empowering women. I also think that is one of the things he has done, but it's also not empowering the women. Naturally, also, she, um, she held it in for like 10 good minutes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he, it, was not, it is not really empowering women. It is, to me, it looks like making them much more weaker because you see, once I already know that I'm competing with someone who has, who's already in front. I, I, I know I'm stronger than them in any way. That is how I'm going to feel. What but do you then, mean someone who's already in front? Because you already have a 1.5 by the mm. time you sit for exams. Mm-hmm. Um, you already have a seat by the time you're contesting. Your MP seat is as independent. Yes. You, you, there's no competition from the man, yet you want to be equal to the man. That mm. is how I feel about it. Mm. But then the other thing, for feminism to work... Before, before like, you move on, on to that, in defense of that, yeah. I think um, us as a country, there is a speed which we are progressing at for all of us to be as one. No, b- besides the country politics and mm. how we how old we are and what i'm saying mm. just by the fact that for you as a woman mm. you have a seat yeah. gazetted for you mm. that has no competition from the man mm. there's no way you can stand to ask for equality when that is already given to you well that's the same thing i was saying because we are moving on slowly just far back then us women were not educated so we are progressing slowly however yeah. because of this influence of wanting to catch up so bad with the western world that's why we feel this pressure of Take this away now. We feel like yeah, we so are, are you we saying are we are defining feminism wrong as as, as our country? Um, because are you I'm, saying we're just catching up with some feminism out I'm there? I'm not going to speak for everyone, yeah. but from some people I've interacted with, and I'm going to quote this as fake woke feminists. Okay. Yeah. They seem, they want to be feminists, or they claim to be feminists, but they push it too far. They actually just spell it all wrong. And they yeah, no, 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 no. They, they don't really yeah. spell it wrong. I mm. think it has to get radical for it to work. Okay, so, uh, and, uh, and to, to interrupt, so I also can uh, de- uh, sort of define the two versions, or more than two versions of feminism that we talk about here. The first version, and, and the one that Mark has a problem with, is uh, of Museveni sort of well, why do you like call him Uganda is politics. The Ugandan yeah, government. Yeah, the Ugandan government. Yeah, sort of. Uh, Gazette. Yeah, exactly. Putting a favor for women. Uh, so there is a justification for this that is clear. Yeah. So before all this, there were clear. There was a clear gap between opportunities that men have access to and opportunities that women have access to. Yeah. And mm. this is in terms of politics. Even when you look right now in the in Ugandan parliament, even if there are seats that are specifically gazetted for women. There are many, many more men than okay. women. Yet all seats that are gazetted for men, women can contest for. Yeah. True. So the thing is, this artificial equality uh, was by design as an inevitable move to sort of put empower women again, put them forward, give them a foot forward, because under a balanced scale, mm. the pitch was tilted for men. Yeah. This is the same thing with uh, with school. Yeah? yeah. Even okay, right now maybe girls are slightly winning in some in some uh yeah, UCE yeah. and yeah you know, uh, in New Deb exams. But it's still by a very slight margin that you can't justify taking away that one point five. Yeah. And you know the thing with the schools is I mean 
the fortunate ones can actually pay for good education and bring their children to the good schools and everything. But let's not forget the bigger percentage of the mm. girls in the Wotan areas, yeah. the girls suffering. Oh, no, there are no Wotan areas in Uganda. <laughs> this is also very stereotypical <laughs> people who don't live in Africa saying Wotan areas. There are no Wotan areas. Okay, there are no okay wo- scratch like, that. Scratch there, that. There is more war in Europe. And okay, the ones, the ones Wotan areas. Because, yes, we are developing. Say, so call them rural. It's okay to okay, call them rural the, the without sort of trying to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, why did you go up there? Okay. <laughs> So anyway, um, you know, the girls in the villages and what. So at some point, they can't afford for the um, higher, let's say more expensive education. They mm-hmm. go to average schools and everything. Mm-hmm. They pass through very different ways. We have all seen the situation in the village, fetching water before you go to school and everything. I mean, it's only fair you give them a yeah, little yeah. 1.5. And, and, and for me, I actually understand that. And mm. the, the reason I also, uh, I don't consider myself a feminist is... So you actually admit on the mic you are not no, a feminist? I am not a feminist. It's not a first time. It's not a first time. But, but mm-hmm. I, I want to first clarify. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to first clarify is I see the movement. Yeah, and I share a lot of the movement's values. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, and, and I was raised in one of the sort of more, yeah, when I was growing up, my mother was making more money than my father. Mm-hmm. So that is like very unheard of in Uganda, right? Yeah. Uh, so when I... Growing up in a family like that, where me, I was forced to wash dishes as a kid. I was forced mm. to mop the house. In my family, I was forced to kneel, as I mentioned. I was, I, when I was a kid, I was kneeling. Mm. In my family, there was no boy, until I became a man. You know, mm. As a boy, I was, there was no gender attached to it, mm. right? Uh, but I saw the impact that did. Uh, sort of my sister, mm. who is sort of the more academically uh, superior to, to all of us, and yeah. things like that, and how that sort of made her unequal to us, instead of sort of looking at... Because, you see, we have the one girl and two boys. Yeah. Instead of looking at, say, the, the guys are the men, we mm, still look at mm. her as our elder and sort of the person who guides us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, cannot, I cannot attribute that less to feminism. Sort of, I share the values that, mm. uh, that the movement has. But today, I feel like the movement is perverted in some way, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And the, 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 rural, the rural girls you talked about, the movement that is on media mostly right now, it doesn't help them at all. Mostly the feminism that we see is how do we get uh, more women into parliament, mm. but the women we talk about are the powerful women, the wives of already powerful. Because if you look at parliament, you look at uh, mm. um, Seveni has the wife in parliament, uh, has the wife as a minister, as a yeah, minister. exactly, and things like that. Mm. Uh, the people who are actually powerful already, mm. who I'm don't need feminism to step up, yeah. those are the women who... Hillary Clinton, the U.S., for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are the people who hold the feminism umbrella mm. and sort of protect themselves, use it as an advantage against yeah. men, yeah. even if they already had an advantage yeah. when they didn't have it. The actual people who would actually use the movement, mm. it, they don't get access to the resources of the exactly. movement. Exactly. That's why I actually say um, we got this thing all wrong and we are moving too fast. We did not take time to understand it as the population. Some do, and they're using it to their advantage. But if we actually got into a deeper discussion of we're going to do this, this, and this for the actual women who need the support and everything, instead of um, doubling back to these women who are already in the higher positions, because for them, they know. I mean, they've already been empowered. For all we know, they could be dealing with their same husbands they're fighting with and other societies. So it's all a game to us, to them, but we're actually suffering. So we are sometimes are forced to move at a bigger speed of they said, no, let's not do this, let's also not kneel. They said, this is it, so let's move with this. Yeah, also, I think, um, ideally, when you think about, um, like, wh- where, where Mark had the issue of um, the government is not is naturally not doing the ladies any favor or the women any favor when they gazette certain things for them, like woman MPVs or the 1.5 and the other, other, you know, women first and things like that. I think that has like what Kenneth was trying to insinuate. First of all, you have to acknowledge and appreciate that there was an issue. You understand? There was an issue in the beginning. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying, uh, like he had said, there was a system that was working then. This is another system that we're trying to see that maybe would be fairer. But in this case, men as well had... In this case, men had... so ready uh, for you. (laughs) Men, women were doing the family thing. And which is very, very important. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Leave, leave alone men and uh, women doing the family thing and men doing this. We're in a globalized situa- uh, society. But we need, all, first of all, all the labor force that we can get. That's one. 
so that we can be able to contribute to development. Yeah, is what I'm saying. If there is a 1.5 for the girl child at UNEB, where is what? Where is the two hours cooking class for the boy child at home? What I'm saying, you have to appreciate that there was an issue in the beginning. That is why all these things were coming back. So for me, my point is, when people come up and they start misusing feminism for certain other things yeah. and driving different agendas, it spoils everything. Because now, if you want to be equal to the to the man or to the boy, let, let us take away certain things. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think, David, you're making a good point. Uh, I, I think we can't throw away the... They call it throwing away the baby with the bathwater, right? Uh, feminism had good values, yeah? But identifying as a feminist, yeah, sort of making it your identity, for me, I feel like it's a perverted decision anyone can make, yeah? And that brings in the issue of... You remember when people were asking, or when people were talking about, can men be feminists? Yeah, that yeah, one we can exactly. also move so, to. So for me, I don't <laughs> think anyone ever deserves to be a feminist, right? I think feminism That's has... That's a bit harsh, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, and I intend it to be as harsh. You know, I think that feminism as a, as a sort of movement, you can relate to, right? I can say uh, I'm people power, I, I'm of, yeah, with the people power right. movement, yeah? I share their values and whatever, but I'm not going to call myself a people power. That is not my identity. I'm not going to go and sort of compete. It's not part of I'm black, I'm a man, uh, things like that. I'm not going to say... Including all that, I'm also a feminist as so a you're secondary okay with advantage. Them, you, don't, you just don't mind them, you just do you, sort no, of? I don't mind the movement, mm. but I mind the people who walk around with feminism as an identity. I am a feminist. Yeah. Mm. So mm. You, you talk to someone, uh, say Winnie Bianima, for example, and mm. I respect Winnie Bianima very mm. much. Yeah? But uh, if she goes on Twitter to sort of a virtual, what, what do they call it? Virtual Tweet? signal, right? Mm. Virtual signal. Like, oh, I saw someone kneeling to my husband mm. and I'm a feminist, I'm so offended. As if Winnie Bianima for her, she has a, a bigger right mm. over the person who made her own decision to kneel, exactly. to, to make that, that decision, right? So that, for me, that yeah, is the yes. problem. I think it's, it's okay if they took an approach to educate the women and say, uh, well, I don't have a problem with kneeling personally. Okay, so they, they, if they took an approach to educating women and say, you know, uh, don't submit to men, which mm. is something that society, we have to agree also that society is too, part, uh, what's the word, patro, whatever. Society is sort of male, it's leaned towards the, the male gender a mm. lot, right? Mm. Uh, women don't get an easy way. Yeah. Okay, it sounds to me like you're okay with feminists, you're just not okay feminism. with them. Uh, I'm not okay with feminists, I'm okay with feminism, but I'm not okay with feminists. Okay, you're not okay with feminists, and you're not okay with them speaking their minds concerning some no, issues? No, 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 no. I'm okay with you flaunting mm. a feminism idea, right? Exactly. Say, uh, because of feminism, yeah, as a movement, as a, the feminism movement pushed forward, you don't even have to mention it, I think, uh, okay. So, yeah, you're still, um, I, I had asked you a question. Yeah, I had asked yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah exactly. So, uh, there are many things, like, for example, what, uh, let me give an example of a separate movement, yeah? Um, I believe in the progressive movement, mm -hmm. yeah? I mm -hmm. believe in the progressive movement, I believe in uh, innovation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, exactly, let's say innovation, yeah? I believe in the innovation movement mm -hmm. of uh, creating original ideas mm -hmm. from nowhere, right? Yeah. Uh, solving today's problems yeah. with original solutions, yeah? But I don't call myself an what? An innovator. Yeah, of course, unless I innovate, yeah? Mm. But I, if something happened, if, say, we figured out a new way to get oil that's clean, mm. yeah, we solve the energy problem while also solving the climate problem, mm. I can go and speak my mind about it and say, this is a movement, this is forward, this is us moving forward, yeah? Mm. But what I don't want is because I believe in this, to impose it, mm. or to sort of assume that mm. everyone, say, who who uses oil mm. or, or who uses clean energy, should identify with me. The same thing as, okay, and, and the reason I have to bring this is with the Winnie thing that David brought up. Mm. If I believe in feminism, as the, the values of feminism, right? Mm. And a woman makes her own decision to kneel, mm. right? Mm. Me, I don't have the right. I think it's uh, oppressing in itself. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's uh, sort of putting yourself on a, on some kind of pedestal, yes, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Putting yourself on some kind of pedestal to come and say, "I don't kneel because I identify with feminism." You're a woman. 
So I am going to tell you what your decision, what your choice in this matter should okay, be. Okay, basically they shouldn't shove their ideas down our throats. Exactly, be exactly. Okay with it, but don't force it. Feminism, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, for me. That's my biggest problem. And the thing is, feminism today is extremely, extremely exploited. Yeah, it's extremely it exploited by it people is. who are already. I'm going to say women, not even people, by women who already have an edge. Women who are well-educated, women who are well-connected. Mm. Who are in good positions. Yes, and they come as these saviors. They mm. portray themselves as the saviors. We've come to save fellow women. We've come to give fellow women a voice. But what they've actually come... Because also this is a multi-million dollar mm. industry, right? There is actual money mm. in flaunting yourself as... A feminist. a feminist who's like trying to no, save other people. that's the same thing. The right um, you're people. not on social media, but I'm on Twitter. That's the thing. You know, when these bigger personalities come down, of course they influence their youth to run their agenda, they pay them money back and forth. So what these younger women do when they get this money, they actually even lose focus of what they're supposed to talk about. Some don't even have focus. Just promote the agenda, make sure feminism is training or something. So that's what happens. And that's what pisses me off sometimes. They just attack yep. anyone tweeting something and yep. it's all about feminism. I have two friends who are... Um, okay, I do not know if it's the feminism, but before they were feminists, they were mm. straight. Yeah. Just after they got into the campaigns, they've really gone big. They do African conferences about... They're strong on this kneeling thing. In fact, mm. they would slap you if they found you kneeling for making mm. you a cup of tea. But they changed like that to the extent that now they're, they're, they're not straight sexually, mm. by the way. Mm. And that is where the other issue I have with the movement is that the their sexuality changed as exactly, well with the movement. It's all about the money changed. and it comes back to the bigger people, the big the big woman on the table. So she has all this money to throw around because she's getting all this money from the Western countries, right? Because people have their hidden agendas. So when I come up to you, you're not doing so great. I tell you to just um, make it trend. I don't even give you the um, let's say blueprint mm-hmm. of what you're supposed to talk about. What's going to happen even the um, the audience which you had in the beginning will, will get disgusted with your ideas because they don't care anymore. Because I don't know how the influencing world works, but I think they're supposed to put out a certain number. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So also we don't. Uh, and my, my my sort of what I what I would worry about mm. is looking at the influencers who we know clearly their motive is really not to change society. Their motive mm. is to make money. Mm. So I I don't think it's uh, sort of a good metric mm. for us to point at the influencers as the right people to identify the movement with. Yeah? Exactly. And uh, yeah. the reason I mentioned this is, again, as I mentioned, the movement, I think, had uh, reasonable goals, mm-hmm. right? But the powerful people, like, for example, the Me Too movement in, in the U.S. Yeah. recently, right? I thought that, and I'm not, I don't know any, anyone, okay, I know a few people in the U.S., but they want the Me Too. I, know, I don't know any powerful people in the U.S., yeah? But I still felt personally hurt, mm-hmm. yeah? that women can actually exploit their being a woman to the extent of punishing people for doing things that have been uh, you, uh, previously accepted. Sort of punishing people to that extreme. Yeah. What, what happened? I don't think I... Yeah. So the Me Too movement is where women would just point out, I would wake up today, mm. say you'd wake up today and work in the same... Or I've hired you before. I'm a big person. I'd say, this guy sexually assaulted me. There is something that has happened within Uganda where um, top top people have been called up. The, the Me Too movement for Ugandans as well. Mm. Um, guys has come up, it's been trending. They've called oh, out like radio presenters. Too. Yeah. Too. Well, I would come and say that mm. uh, maybe um, they oh, yes. raped me. Oh, yes. You've seen this. Yes, yes, seen and, and, and again, we don't want to... I don't want to... I know that some women actually have been sexually assaulted or have been put in very uncomfortable uh, situation sexually at work or in society, mm-hmm. and they've never had the ch- the, ch- the chance to move on. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like this uh, sort of the what the result of this movement, what it brought, was an excuse for women, for punitive women who have always wanted to, who have always had a grudge mm-hmm. to exploit it because there was no clear system. Yeah, and exactly. it was held behind this whole feminism thing where. Mm-hmm. Uh, if say like right now we say uh, if I say that okay I feel like this is not fair uh, I'm already branded this guy is anti-feminist uh, and things like that and he's not for women yeah and uh, so so it's it's like a bit complicated and I'm not and I know the the real world uh, okay maybe in our field I mean the tech world 
in Uganda and it's sort of also trying to be a little bit more progressive but in the in the in, in the real world women don't get it that easy right women no, don't, don't yeah they, they don't get it that easy uh, so i understand that but i feel like the empower, the, the approach that feminism is taking of demanding mm-hmm. sort of assuming that women are entitled to this uh i don't want to say equality sameness yeah mm-hmm. i i think the the, the 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 idea that women are entitled to the sameness they have to be the same as men mm-hmm. i think it's misguided it too. is very misguided because um um do you believe in god Ken? I don't believe in the biblical God. I, the, like the, I believe in a concept of God that is... <laughs> we, we had that a podcast. We, we have yeah, to yeah, do yeah. a podcast. I remember that, but I just wanted to make sure. So anyway... <laughs> that is um, very but different. I see where she's going with Exactly. I think you know where I'm going yeah. with that because um, coming straight from the Bible, you know how we are created. Amanda's yeah, that. Okay, so we are not... That, unfortunately, so. we cannot... And that is the reason we wanted to talk about God in the past. We cannot... Claim that biblical God created anyway. <laughs> um, you guys, yes, as you're moving on, I want I think also to 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 raise back the other question that I I, I asked the other time, no, which I think we move we on, Huntington. David, before we move on, um, here's where she's bringing the God thing is because you see, from the book for feminism to work in a country like Uganda where most people are Christian, it's it's hard because the Bible where most people again are most Christians relate to the bible follow the bible the bible alone kind of makes it hard it, it is it takes it away from from it, it you don't have to you know that the, the yes. man is supposed to be up there not supposed yeah. to but is up yeah, there yeah, okay. and so then you have to be submissive and again to I, I don't want us to get you into don't even a want discussion to hear that, but i'm going to finish God. it i, I think <laughs> no, yes I, I, think, I think i think no let, let, let me first say this i think that <laughs> The, the the bible mm. the bible has too many flaws yeah, yeah it has too many flaws and being anti-feminist is one of them i'm not i'm not against that i think the the bible talks about slavery so if you're going to justify uh, that women thing women inequality you have to justify slavery you have to justify the fact that god told israelis to kill everyone else you have to justify all that nonsense so let us say for 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 the sake of rationality the Bible conversation is too big for our ordinary for our ordinary yeah. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For our ordinary yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us, yeah, yeah. Let us let us not get there at all, right? Yeah. Uh the thing is let's let's sort of be realistic right now, yeah. And this is not even a Christian country. Yeah. These guys came, the guys, the same guys who brought feminism are the same guys who brought <laughs> God, right? So we like that is a no go. The thing is today practical, yeah. I know there are things that feminism has done. That there are things today that uh, girls say to their bosses at work that say my grandmother would be wowed by, right? There are things that she'd never thought that women would get to the extent where they can talk back to powerful men at that extent. That I know for sure. That could you, could you give an example of that? No, say you can. You today in Uganda, yeah. if your boss. Uh, tapped your ass, or even made a, made, made a, a senine comment mm. about your appearance at work. But what is senine? It is relative also. No, not relative. If, say, if your boss, your girl, and your boss say nice lips, mm. that is, it sounds as innocent okay. as that, yeah? yeah? You can really drop so, the world on, on him, yeah, right? Yeah. But your grandmother, maybe she was cooking food at, at uh, Kafunda somewhere. She never imagined a day where sort of men whistling at you on the street mm-hmm. would be, would be yeah, yeah would be it should be in a world where it is safe that women can be can confidently be who they want to be without sort of expecting to get that un, unsolicited feedback from men yeah so that we have to give it to feminism yeah that definitely the, the movement has has some advantages yeah? Yeah. for me my problem is and and, and, and I, want, I want to be very clear on this is people who have abused feminism the people who identify as feminists yeah, people who think it is part of their identity because they have almost everything they can get from being equal, but they take on this this secondary identity as I am a feminist, so they can get an extra advantage over an equal man. Right? Mm. Those are the people I have a problem with. The movement itself, we cannot deny. The same way the Martin Luther King movement, the Black movement helped. Well, let's say not so much, but whatever they did for the Black people, mm. yeah. It's still we, we have to attribute that feminism has done for women. Okay, all, all can I want to ask you something? You as an anti-feminist man, um, living in a world where 
what is going on is going on, like we've been talking about. Um, if you're given the power, um, more or less the president with the new laws and mm-hmm. groups going on, how would you go about the whole situation? Would, how would you actually okay, so, change so it today, to? So today, today, I would do what Maka said. Yeah, empowerment is different from favoritism. Yeah, I would kill the MP6. Yeah. I would first of all make it clear for the women. You would remove the female MPCs. Yeah, the female MPCs, the 1.5 today. Mm-hmm. At the time when you put that, mm-hmm. I would have probably done the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. But today I think that is overdue. It hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. And I think it's overdue. It's exploited by people where they have okay. the advantage. Yeah, So mm-hmm. I would remove that. I would first of all make it clear to women, mm-hmm. powerful or not, if you want equality, then you have to take some of the because men also have their like there's a burden to being a man like yeah, people don't is. I mean people that pretend like yeah, yeah exactly people that. pretend like being a man is being heaven but there's also a burden that ca- have comes with being able to be the guy who's going to who has to provide food for your home mm. or you know your family won't feed you know no one expects I mean some some women provide but mm. that is a choice women mostly make right mm. or they do it look out of love for their children yeah but if you say two people the woman usually wait for the man to provide, yeah? So, mm-hmm. for, for there to be equality, I would first of all make sure that the women know it's not that easy yeah. for you to be a man. But also, what I would emphasize for me would be uh, a way to remunerate, yeah? yeah. Uh, fundamentally feminine work. Things like raising a child, uh, things like uh, staying at home to look after the family and things like that, that has been fundamentally uh, feminine work. Mm. I, if I was the president, I would pay mothers to raise their children. Yeah, the same way we pay men to go and make money, right? Yeah, I, I, would, I like that idea. Yeah, I would pay mothers just for being a mother. You would get a government mm. check. Yeah, mm. for me that, that that makes sense because if you're raising the next generation, that is it is harder job than what I do. What what I do for a living. Yeah, that's so, true. And I think that should also apply to the men because um there are situ- there are people like I was watching a documentary on uh, the Economist in Poland. There's some people who are there are some gentlemen or men that are actually stay home what fathers. Yeah, so those are, those are <laughs> like two or three in, uh, in one. Yeah, minute. so uh, you can't make a law thinking of in Uganda how many are there. No, no, no. If it is either you stay home father or a stay home mother. So okay, whoever yeah, stay home yeah, yeah, to nurture. Yeah, so exactly. So I would that would be a job. I would classify that as a job that is so payable, with right? Because uh, I mean, no, no, this is what I mean. <laughs> if they say they're giving out money for whoever stays at home, Huntington, I'm sure you would stay home to take that check before your wife does, then you'll force her to go yeah, No, no, so this is that's a thing, right? right? <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a very big thing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. But, but this is the thing, right? Uh, if if a family is run, but if the children are raised by two people, that check would be cashed to the mother, right? That's true. Yeah. In if if I was in charge, right? Mm. But also, this these are not like permanent things that work forever. Yeah. yeah the yeah. same way I think uh, the whole women member parliament thing doesn't work, and the one point two, the, the one point five thing doesn't right. work. Right. Uh, is we think these are so women are now taking this for granted. They don't understand the movement behind it, right? And so for me, I think this would be a temporary thing that we revise every five years and say how much impact has paying the mother or the, the mm. child carer mm. uh, thing given. And if it doesn't, if we need to maybe add more money or take out more money or take it away, it, it's sort of iterable. Yeah, mm. that, that makes sense. But also, uh, the things that I can borrow from the feminism movement would be the discrimination thing. First of all, uh, things like uh, uh, giving women, because of their, most women, because of their uh, what's it, what's it called? Because of their biological build, yeah. Mm-hmm. So having maybe a few days of the month uh, to be in, when women are in their menstruation period, mm-hmm. that I can I see how that can what that can factor in, and that that is something you can factor in legally during employment and make sure that women have that opportunity. But also in a more competitive field, yeah, uh, I would imagine that would give room for discrimination, would give room for clear gender discrimination in fields where, and, and this is also very controversial, but biologically men are stronger than women. That's it. Yeah. Women will never actually be equal to a man, and that's just it, biologically. Maybe the they'll be made, equal, not the same. Like um, Ideologically they can be. Oh yeah, yes. but physically they can. The way they're yeah. building yeah, their bones, exactly, everything. Exactly, and yeah. this is something which people actually thought to understand. A man's body is built for so much more. 
than a woman's body can take. Which actually brings me to this thing I've been I'm wanting to ask every man I come across, so I want everyone's opinion on this. How would you feel? Um, so you're the breadwinner at home, right? You bring the money and then you go through this, let's say a month of a month of five, mm-hmm. you know, of unemployment. And um, you made the woman quit her job. Because, I mean, the past year you've been comfortable. So now what happens is you've been un- unemployed for a few months. And um, maybe she's been getting her money here and there. So this is the question. How do you feel about her now going back to work, getting her job again, so she can actually be the one to bring in the money? And then now you're going to be the one to ask for the money because she's the one earning and you're not. Like, what, what's your take on all that? Like, what would you do in such a situation? Um, that's very, very good. That's a very good question. But I, I also think um, that's the problem with, with feminism. It's with all these activisms, by the way, because feminism to me is just another hyped up activism. It's it's not going to change really anything. Things are going to stay as they are. But uh, to answer you is <coughs> with feminism, with with people. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, but with with love and who goes to work, who gets in the money, that is supposed to be family, your values. Mm-hmm. Feminism is trying to people, we're supposed to focus on people having real values for themselves, how you take care of your family, because I have seen very many loving men who still go to work and still take care of their children. My my very good friend, Chris, does the housework if he has to, and everything is in place, but he'll still do. The, the woman thing, their father's like that. Mm. Uh, my father alone, he's, he has... So it's, 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 it's not going to be a fight of... Um, who brings in what money? Mm. Because by the time I am marrying you mm. as my wife, mm. uh, we, we, we understand, we are friends. Okay, so you're so, okay with them switching roles? Yeah, I am okay with yeah. Your pride wouldn't be hurt? I'm actually anyway. thinking in marriage, that shouldn't be a question, that there shouldn't be anyone coming in with that. It goes by the time you get married. Okay, Ken, what do you think on that? First of all, I would never marry a woman who doesn't work. Okay, that's, I take that back. Maybe I will if I fall in love. <laughs> yeah, but no, the thing is I can never ask a woman to leave their job to sort of, uh, one of the biggest worries I have when I get into relationships is for this, for the for the woman to see me as her entire life, right? So, so that is sort of like a phobia I have where the woman plans her entire life around me. Mm. Sort of what I can provide, when I can be there and things like that. So I would like to be in a relationship with someone who has another life that I'm just part of, right? And that would include work and hobbies and things like that and other friends and things like that, yeah? So when it comes to uh, when I can't pitch in, as long as we all know it's it's a fair game, I'm not trying to exploit her. I'm not, uh, I know men who can't pitch in into one family because they're pitching into another. <laughs> yeah. But if it's fair game, if she knows that I'm reliable as well, whenever, when she wants and I am, I'll be able to pitch in without any complaints. I, I totally have, no I don't think it's a pride thing at all. Yeah. Okay, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that is it. Arrangements have to be made. We are in a, in a like as telling Mark, though this is now boils down to what? To family. We are in, a, in an arrangement where everyone needs to get something done, everyone needs to make a contribution. So the truth is, what happens most of these days with the young people that are getting married, there are very few, out of 10 you'll find probably like 4 or even 3, that where the man is financially independent and can be able to provide for a lady even if she's not what, even if she's not working. So most of the people right now, the young people or the youth, are getting into marriages with an arrangement. An arrangement where finances have been discussed that if someone is not working, there's going to be a pitching in. So yeah, I think the arrangement, should, um, there should be an arrangement where we can both work and I support that what? I okay, support so that. just so to be- get you really clear, just to cut you short, um, so you're saying with or without the money, you would go in marriage when you have arrangements of you take care of the electricity, I take care of the water, is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. that is not the arrangement that I'm talking about. I'm talking about this actually to make, to just make this as short as possible, what can say I am comfortable and you're comfortable. If I am working, I would expect that you'd pitch in. If you're not working, you'd expect that I would do it. So also I think... The whole idea is for someone to have a life. Exactly. So I think um, I'm going to wind this down. But while I wind this down, I want to ask... Yeah, let's go around. I'll start with myself. Um, I wanted to ask 
this what I wanted to ask. Um, can men be feminists? Or can men, now that probably in our own context, because for me, I actually, I, I resonate with what Kenneth was saying, that men can actually be feminists, or it's just a what? A movement. So maybe shortly and briefly, as we're winding down, you can tell me if you believe that men can actually be what? Part of the movement. Um, I have so much anger towards the fake work feminists, as I said earlier, so I'm going to pass on that because I'm still dealing with the other thoughts. Yeah. So maybe Mark can go first on this. Uh, first of all, um, I also think feminism, men, female, the whole concept is flawed. It's, it's supposed to go to, to be revised. Oh, it shouldn't exist to start with that the whole feminism thing, how it collects. No, no, no. Exist. It is it is simple. Let yes. us not uh, divert. Yeah, the question is now because for me, I believe that we no all... men cannot be feminism because feminism is flawed. Okay. Uh, so this is this is complicated, yeah. Uh, and just so just so um before he begins, let's take note that he's an anti-feminist. So I'm yeah. a bit biased on what he's going exactly. to answer, but so, go so, on anyway. So so here's the thing, right? Fifty percent of the world's population is women, yeah, okay. and that is just a fact. Yeah, I think equality, uh, fundamentally equal access to opportunity. Uh, men maybe not equal access to outcome, but equal access to opportunity. Is a must. That's that's not negotiable. Whatever word you want to throw at it, feminism, blah blah blah. That is uh, that's a must. And if it means today that in order for us to provide equal access to opportunity, we have to actually yeah we have to put uh, a stool for women to stand on. Uh, for most women to stand on, yeah. Then I think that is fair game, right? That is fair game. I think yeah. And if that makes me a feminist. Well, don't call me that in public, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, those are the values I have, right? Those are the values I have. I, I, what, what I don't, yeah, I think that, that, that answers my question. So is that, so that's right. a yes? I just want him to No, I, just I want don't to believe in him. feminism, so I'll say no one is a feminist. Oh, no. so that's a no from both of you. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, I know, according to you, but all I'm saying is, besides um, what the values Values can, someone can have values without an umbrella. If we focused on teaching, or, or forget the teaching, on, on, on making sure we're better human beings, we would not have to talk about feminism. Because ideally, we would not have to. Um, I think we disagreed on that. I told you to first of all appreciate the Wazan issue, but I think that would be a discussion for another day. Yeah. So now I think David, uh, David, can, David can come last on that issue about men and feminism. Um, I just want to highlight out, and I'll probably talk to Mark later about the 1.5, because it's really hurting him out now. <laughs> but I'm winding down. I think um, as a country, as citizens, as different people in our different um, you know, in our respective jobs and places, I think there's so much more we need to learn. Let's not rush to join the movement of feminism before we truly actually understand what it means. If we took some time off, maybe there could be balance, and it could be for the best, but let's just not, you know, misinterpret everything and run with the wrong wave. So that's what I think. Uh, you have still not answered my uh, my question, if men can well, actually be part of question. the movement. I thought you told me to conclude. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think men can be feminists. I okay. think they can. Yeah, uh, thank you, thank you. Happy Women's Day, everyone. Oh, happy uh, Women's Day, everyone. Yes, uh, this is episode four, and this is us signing out. Until next week. Bye. Ciao. Bye.